Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Fet in the Pinery. It uh, Its title has been changed. We'll give you the real title at the end. It was written by Alan Carey, and it can be found in the Seeds of Terror at the Miskatonic Repository. Our game master is David Gasway, and this is a one-shot. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. David? Thank you, Tom. Uh, it is a, a lovely afternoon. It's Thursday, September 23rd, 1926, in the county of Kent in southeastern England. And you are all in attendance at a gala at the estate of Lord and Lady Montague. Uh, sometime last year, Lord Montague returned from an extensive overseas journey uh, and he's been hard at work since then um, revitalizing the family's pineapple business uh, the english first imported pineapples in the 18th century and grew them in greenhouses for uh in, until steam travel and international commerce reached the point that it was inefficiently expensive to do so it was easier to import them from overseas um lord montague is not happy about that turn of events uh there are about uh five dozen guests in attendance uh all sort of local notable persons uh including yourselves uh, and there has been a very nice luncheon served, uh, you know, cold duck and fresh rolls and cress. Um, and uh, the the luncheon was served out on the lawn by the Montague staff. Uh, the five of you happened to be assigned the same table, despite some differences of social past. Um, just before... Uh, the Montagues announce the afternoon's events. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Well, I'm a botanist at uh, the Kew Botanical Gardens. Um, my name is Patrick Daugherty, and um, I am very, very curious about uh, this pineapple harvest. It seems to be at a completely wrong time of year for pineapples to be harvested. I'm wondering if um, if uh, Montague has been doing a little crossbreeding and come up with some new varieties. Uh, I mean, we're always looking for advantages, but here it is September. We shouldn't be getting pineapples this time of year. So I'm quite impressed. Lady Penelope Boyer, uh, member of the aristocracy. No idea why I'm at this table with the rest of you. Um, yeah, I am also quite curious about Lord Montague's doings in the last several months as well. Hoping to learn a little bit more about that. All right, I am Paul Lee of the Daily Herald. I am a journalist. And I smell a scoop. I am uh, Patrick Haversmith. I am a local farmer here in the area. And uh, I've become quite interested in uh, Lord Montague's 
farming techniques. And I'm very curious as to what he's doing and hopeful that I might uh, learn something. I am Percy Golden. I am a young entertainer from London. And uh, Percy is more interested in the glitz and glam and really just wants to put his face in front of the right people, hopefully in the same room as a piano. Very good. Um, well, uh, even though Lady Bowyer is distressed somewhat by the company she finds herself in, uh, the luncheon itself, at least, has been excellent. Um, and uh, about 40 minutes after the last course, uh, 20 minutes after the last course was served, uh, you hear the chiming of metal on glass. Uh, and uh, between the tables that have been arranged on, arranged on the East Lawn and the Pinery, large glass house on the, in the south, um, stand the Montague family. Uh, Lord and Lady Montague, uh, their uh, adult son, Rodden, and their teen daughter, uh, Deborah. Um, and behind the Montagues uh, stands uh, the head gardener, from the looks of it, a man in a sort of gardening suit, uh, ser serious gentleman smoking a pipe, red sideburns, and he's got a staff of 10 in gardening overalls behind him all of whom are holding half bushel baskets at the moment. And it's a servant who's been tapping a uh, knife on glass for Lord Montague, uh, who is uh, leaning on a cane um, uh, and who steps forward uh, to announce the following events. In just one hour, most magnificent event in the history of the pineapple shall take place right here on the Montague estate. You shall all take part in the great pineapple harvest, that which has previously taken normal growers up to three years to cultivate has been reduced to a 12 month and will revive, nay, revolutionize the English pineapple. Uh, in exactly one hour, each of you shall be invited in to the pinery to uh, dig up your own fruit. Um, and uh, we shall have a sampling then. And there will be also more of the uh, pineapples for you to take away and share with others uh, so that the announcement of the new Montague pineapple will spread throughout Kent and on into the world. Uh, and he um, sort of snaps and the servant who had and the tinkling turns to the gardener fellow and um, the uh, the gardeners step out into the dining area where the tables are laid out and in the bushel baskets are um, trowels. They've got uh, uh, silver patina on the handle with the Montague family crest, which is a pineapple and a badger. Uh, and each of you is is offered uh, a trowel for the uh, for the you know the production later, and also the rest of the house staff is circulating with uh, flutes and bottles of champagne. So basically, you have about an hour to get schnockered before you all go into the pinery and uh, and see whether the great Montague experiment is as fantastic as he hopes. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to wander over towards the pineries and see if I can get a good look inside. Um, looking, of course, for something unusual that uh, it seems out of out of the ordinary. I'm, I'm already quite familiar with uh, Anasis comosos, the uh, pineapple, but. Uh, do they look different? Do they? Can I see through the glass into the pinery? Uh, yes, the glass is is clear. Um, it's uh, the the pinery is you know it's got a uh, a brick lower wall and then glass walls that angle mm -hmm. at the top. And there's also a, a larger or not larger but a substantial a brick um, attached building, which is where the heating apparatus presumably is, et cetera. Sure. Um, anybody joining uh, uh, Doherty on his on his trip to the yes. to inspect? Mm -hmm. Tell uh, me, Mr. Doherty, what do you think the secret might be to Lord Montague's success? Well, if he's if he's actually able to reduce it from three years to one year, I'd have to say probably fertilizer of some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, plants are on natural cycles. Overcoming those cycles is really different. First of all, it's very difficult to understand how he's gotten them to be um, producing fruit in September. I mean, their normal time for producing fruit is March to uh, uh, March to July. Do you think it's some sort of ruse then? A trick? I mean, there's a lot of people who've tried to become famous by perpetrating frauds. Um, mm. Of course, it's hard to do that with an entire, you know, pinery full of bromeliads. Um, I kind of want to see if we can get inside before we get inside. <laughs> so as Lady uh, Boyer gets out of her seat. I'll just move a seat over to get next to Mr. Haver Smith. So you're the expert in this. You're a, you're a farmer. You work the land. So you must yes. know all of the trade secrets. Well, I, I know quite a few trade secrets, but uh, I, I tell you, I, I don't know how to grow a pineapple in a year. And I'm very curious to know how. So you're saying this is that. an impossibility? Well, I don't think anything's impossible. Um, clearly, I, th I think he's done it. Um, you know, otherwise, this is a very big scam. Yeah, I, I don't think he would ruin his reputation for a scam. Not if he didn't think that he'd get away with it. Yeah. I mean, what's stopping him from importing pineapples and then placing them selectively in the pinery? Well, that's the thing. He's going to have us to uh, dig them up, you know, and and you'll know at that point that they've grown in place just mm. by digging them up. I guess it's a sort of a, a his way of proving that, yes, he did grow these pineapples. So I have to get a picture. Yeah. But I'll be sticking near you if you don't mind. You're the expert here. Oh, yeah. I, I'm happy to. And do you have a camera with you? I do, and I pull out my Kodak. Oh, fantastic. I, I'd be interested in any pictures you might take. Yes, we can reach an agreement. 
uh, Percy? Uh, I see a camera hanging around Paul's neck, and I think I start <laughs> to glom onto him immediately. Very good. Um, you guys head the, over uh, to where we are. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll nudge Paul and say, uh, you know, looks like let's go over and see if we can peek in. Maybe I can. <laughs> Maybe if Lady Warrior drinks enough champagne, she can tell me some gossip. You could take an extra flute over to her. I will to help help things along. <clears throat> oh, thank you very much. Mr. I'll do a little bow. Uh, uh Paul, Paul Lee. I'm Mr. with the Lee. Daily Herald. And what brings and I know you who to you this are. event, Mr. Lee? Of course, I'm here to unbury some pineapples. Uh, what do you think pictures. about uh what do you think of this spectacle do you think there's legitimacy to to lord montague's claims maybe it doesn't really matter as long as it gets attention does it not that's my outlook hey speaking of uh, who are you I've... oh percy golden i Sorry, I didn't introduce myself. I stick my hand out for introductions. Uh, local entertainer, musician. Maybe you've seen me tread the boards out of London. No. Oh well, <laughs> you know it's a it's a it's a tough industry. So I can imagine, Mister Lee. Um, maybe you could get some permission from someone. Tell them that you want to take photographs of the inside of the pinery before the crowd gets to them and starts tearing up the soil, so to speak. Right. That's a good idea. They didn't give me a press badge, though, so I'm a guest like anyone else. But Lady I will Penelope, maybe you could put in a good word? Mr. Doherty, I've always found that it's simply just easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. I'm moving toward the door. To the they guards. don't have guards posted or anything, do they? No. Ah, excellent. Um, however, the the door to the pinery is locked. It's a there's a nice double door, a little atrium thing opposite the brick part of the complex, and presumably, you know, there'll be a grand opening sort of moment. Right. Well, if it's a glass building structure, then I should be able to look through it, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so the picture won't be perfect, but maybe I'll get to see what's inside before it's all disturbed. Yeah, and you know, inside, um, well, um, we uh, could wait, but it's simpler now than describing it to just show this. That is the blueprint of the pinery. Oh, it's a beautiful, Large. beautiful greenhouse. Uh -huh. I mean, it has, uh, the family, you know, was uh, horticultural, mm. um, all, you know, although also, you know, uh, as part of the peerage, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always good to have ways to make money, even if you don't need exactly to make money. So yeah, it's beautifully constructed. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I described the doors in the wrong and I'm place. We're at the double doors, like the. We're at the double, double doors, doors. doors. Yeah, so the 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 shed part is is brick and higher than the low brick wall that mm -hmm. is then surrounded by grass. The um, 
the uh, pineapple plants, large spiky leaves. They look like the top of a pineapple, except substantially larger and sprawlier, less up and more out. Um, and, uh, you know, they're planted regularly in pots in there and surrounded by um, uh, mulch, which if you peer closely, uh, some of you at least will recognize, at least in part, as uh, pulped oak leaves. Uh, and there is, uh, at, at eye level, it's, the glass is fairly clear, but it's quite steamy higher because it's obviously warmer in there than even this very pleasant September day. So there's, you know, so some uh, beaded water higher. Um, so yeah, everything um, looks, uh, the, the plants are green and healthy. Um, the, the dark uh, oak enriched at least soil is, you know, um, rich looking. Uh, it's very, very tidy and orderly inside, but it's also frankly bizarre, at least to, uh, Doherty and probably to Haversmith, even though he's never specialized in tropical fruits, there's no visible fruit. Um, in That's... nature, pineapples grow on stalks out of the center of that mass of green leaves. Um, nothing is there are no there are no visible fruits on these. Yeah, that's that's been bothering me. I. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. There must be some other variety, but in fact, yeah. uh, Padraig, if you will uh, roll uh, to recollect something further about growing that particular bromeliad. Thirty-eight. What, what was that rolling? Intelligence. Uh, your your botany, or oh. yeah, yeah. I got thirty-eight out of seventy. I could spend three to make it. No, that's hard. fine. It doesn't need to be hard. If you were, if somebody else were going just on intelligence, I'm going to ask for hard. But as as somebody, the other thing that's odd is that uh, normally uh, pineapple are not cultivated in pots. They're cultivated in the earth, in, in the soil, soil even right. if it's inside. Um, so it's curious that these are potted as well as that there's no visible fruit. So yeah, there's some either there's some jiggery pokery going on that's very silly or. This is not your standard pineapple by any means. Well, and it it it's disturbed me to that he's giving us spades to dig them up, and it's like that. If you have to dig up the pineapple, then you're you're killing the pineapple. You'd have to wait for it to regrow. Normally, you cut off the the the, the pineapple itself is the flower. You cut the flower off the fruit. And then the new, I know one grows back, but if you're digging up the plant, then like potatoes, it makes it sound like he's talking about potatoes. Well, but to be fair, if you're getting a crop every 12 months instead of every three years, even if you had to start from scratch, you'd be ahead of the game. And if he's able to do it off season, then he could have separate. Oh, well, I assumed that once the plant was established, you would get fruit every year. Um, I wasn't thinking that you could grow it from seed or cutting. Well, also, the, you would know as well that um, normally, because you do take the flower off, mm -hmm. you essentially, that that's the end of that efflorescence. And so it's runners from the pineapple plant that grow the next crop. 
you don't th- that root system dies after the flower is removed. It's only uh-huh. a one fruiting body, one compound fruit, one compound flower. So, um, you know, there's chitter chatter around. There are guests milling about. Um, if you if you glance in the direction of a servant, there's more champagne. Um, you notice, uh, however, that um, the head gardener with the sideburns is down at the corner of the pinery from you, and he's glaring at you. Uh, he's, his pipe is puffing away like a little chimney. He's got tiny wire rim glasses, and he's his bushy eyebrows are drawn, drawn down, and he's sort of staring at you in an unwelcoming fashion. Uh, the Montagues themselves are distributing among the guests, making chatter. chatter. Um, yeah, and it's you know it's a it's a it's only been the first ten minutes or so of the hour until the great whatever. I'm going to see if I can get the gardener to let us in to take photographs before the uh, before the festivities. Um, so I'll walk towards the redheaded fellow. I'm not pleased that he's not pleased because. Usually people who grow plants and do farming are fairly nice people. And if he's become possessive of his plants, then he's a dick. (laughs) But I'll head towards him with a smile on my face. Are you going alone or is anyone going to join you? Are you announcing this intent? Yeah, I'm telling everybody that I'll, I'll go get him and bring him back and see if he'll let us in. I think I'm looking grab a flute of champagne and join the guests. Yeah, I'm looking covetously at the Montagues. So I'm, I'm, I want to get an interview with them. Okay. I'm gonna gonna follow my fellow Patrick here down to the the head gardener. Yeah. yeah. Percy's following the crowd. He wants to see uh he wants to see all the fineries. They'll call us the Patricks. <laughs> so the the green thumbs are going to visit the gardener, and the uh, social butterflies are going into the crowd. Makes sense. Um, how do you approach the uh, the whiskered fellow? With the smile and uh, uh, extending my hand to shake his hand. Um. Uh. He he doesn't look any cheerier. Uh, he does take out his pipe. He stuffs his right gloved hand under his arm and to pull his hand out of his glove. He shakes your hands sort of once down firmly, uh, and uh, and he'll he'll shake Haversmith's the same way. Uh, Patrick and... Doherty, um, uh, I'm uh, the uh, one of the botanists at uh, Kew Botanical Gardens. Um, uh, are... Modern. Modern, modern horticulturist, are you? I see. Uh, and you, Aversmith, I've seen you. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jenkins, if you don't remember Jenkins, I'm Lord Montague's Abe Gardner. Uh, I see you uh, a little eager to get your peeps in on the pottery. Well, you can wait on everyone else. It's going to be a... Uh, Everyone gets to go in at the same time. I understand. We were hoping, though, to get some photographs before everybody tears the place up. 
I'm sure there'll be uh, opportunity once the doors are open for uh, you. You were a cameraman as well as an horticulturalist. Well, I had a, a friend here who's a, a photographer. Oh, I saw that fellow. Yeah, shifty eyes. Well, uh, Lord Montague's, it's his show, it's his pineapples. I'm just here to keep things growing. So uh, go about and uh, I'll see you in, in time for the great event. Can you tell us anything about the variety of pineapple that uh, he's growing? It seems a little bit uh, different. Uh, Lord, Lord Montague has his ideas about, what's it? Bio, bio, biosynthesis, and uh, in uh, you know foreign lands, he's got these ideas of uh, new ways to grow. Biodynamics is what he calls it. It's just the old ways said new. Uh, if you ask me, same as my granddad did. Yeah, hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, he brought back some hybrid he said he's going to call it that montague pineapple uh and uh yeah it's that special you know we brought back special feed and mix and we've been tinkering with it and he's worked very hard uh, have you tasted them how do they taste well no, no, this is a, this will be the first harvest uh, I dug uh, up a one uh, risky <laughs> Uh, I think the laird knows what he's doing. Have you uh, have you had any any die on you? Any failures? Would you both do a psychology roll? Yeah. Eighty five, and I've got forty five in psychology. How long? <laughs> I no, I did not pass that. Uh, well. Uh, you'd be hard pressed to be specific, but he's a kind of flinty-faced fellow. Uh, at the word failure, one eye just like winked at you suddenly, just like, and then uh, he uh, shrugs his glove back on and says, I have "Things to do before everyone gets in. You got your trowels, have you?" Not quite yet, but thank you. Uh, I'll see you then, and he makes a point of going to yell at one of the staff, you know, or direct them uh, to something. Uh, and meanwhile, social butterflies, uh, do you have anybody in mind to approach? Like to one of the Montagues like or one of the guests? Yeah, I'd mm -hmm. like to approach Lady Montague. I will so, be in Voyeur Shadow. Uh, you know Lady Montague, you're roughly social equals. Um, right. You are on a committee or three together. You know her first name is Catherine. Nobody else here is permitted to use that. Um, uh, she is being, uh, as you'd expect, a good host. Why don't you roll psychology? And I guess, Paul, you can as well. Percy, if you're tagging along. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is, nope, that is a failure. No good. Same here, failure. Okay. All five of you read people. It's like a poker match. <laughs> um, nothing but tells that nobody can read. Um, so Lady Montague, uh, when she sees you, Penelope, she's, you know, she uh, turns from a guest with a, you know, with a nice little second pat on the hand. And she says, 
Penelope, darling, so glad you could join us. It's a lovely day. Is that a ravishing day? Oh, Catherine, this is just a beautiful party you've put on. How charming. So rustic. I love it. Mm, uh, <laughs> she got that. Uh, uh, did you think the duck was all right, dear? I was worried the duck would be pitch dry. No, no. Of course, your chefs are... are they always live up to their reputation, don't they? Just perfection. <laughs> now, where has your charming husband been off in parts unknown? We've missed him around the club. You know, uh, I, I kid, it's hard for me to keep track of all the places he went. It was quite a voyage, uh, and he brought back ever so many bits and bobs. I see you've picked up a couple of... Um, <laughs> Darling, you placed me at the table with these gentlemen. Wasn't that a funny trick? Um, this well, is Mr. Lee, yes? Uh, yes. Uh, hello, Delighted Lady Mr. Montague. Lee. I'm sorry, the, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch your name, uh, sir. I... Uh, uh, Percy Golden, just uh, just, just along to, to, to be awestruck and starstruck. Lady Montague, so nice to meet you. And I try and s sneak my hand in there for a quick handshake and, and kiss to the back of the hand or something formal. Mm, yeah, you'll get one. Of, yeah, you'll get, you know, you'll, you'll get a back of the hand, certainly. Uh, and a, a, little, a little smile and nod. Um, uh, what's your appearance? Uh, Percy, that's a great question. Uh, Percy is... There we go, 65, so... 65, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you know that's, we're well above average in looks. Uh, so she, you know, she she gives Mr. Lee a slightly quizzical look and uh, Mr. Golden a slightly warmer look. Uh, and she and she gives uh, Lady Bowyer a slightly wry look because clearly they're on the best of terms. Um, <laughs> and uh, and she says, uh, you know, the thing is, I he came back from Malta. Um, but he had traveled uh, about the coast of Central and South America. He stopped ever so many places. Um, uh, and, uh, he, you know, he talked about all, all sorts of, you know, every native guides and he was studying and jungle and uh, it was all, you know, I don't know how he, how he did it. But, you know, dear, I'm, well, you see how he looks. Uh, I'm afraid he caught some sort of awful tropical something or another. He came back looking hearty enough, but he's been using that cane for almost two months now. Oh dear! Yes, that's that. That isn't like him, is it? Not at all. Not at all. Well, he, he's you know everything. The focus of all of his energies has been this, you know, this this crop and this new hybrid and and such. And I hope that um, after everything goes well this afternoon, uh, his spirits will be restored and maybe he'll finally agree to see Dr. Dandridge and uh, all of this will get resolved promptly. Um, it's all been quite a worry for me, honestly. But, um, you know, we do what we do. We 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 serve our lords and uh, keep our houses. How is your house, by the way? I heard such an awful rumor about your staffing trouble. Oh, uh, you know the gossips at the club. It's, just, it's very unseemly the way they carry about. Yeah. Uh, poor so Philip, his, his health is just, it's, it's, it's in decline. You know, it's it's been for some time now. Uh mm. And it's just so hard to find good help, isn't it? They just, Terribly no always. loyalty. 
There's no loyalty oh, well. anymore. Or there's an excess of it. The way Jenkins and my husband get along, you'd think they were brothers and not man and servant. It's really sometimes almost worrying. They stay up late at night plotting. They go into the pioneery digging and bout and mixing this and that. And I, I could use a, a little more formality in certain regards with the help and the household, if you ask me. There's oh, a, I'm there's sorry. A, oh, yes, of course. Yes, uh, it's it's Clarice. If I don't talk to her, you know, it should be a terrible bother. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, it was lovely to see you, darling. And this is lovely. just a delightful party. We'll speak again soon. Have more of yes. that champagne, dear. It's wonderful for your complexion. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Lee, uh, you should ask her about her staffing problem. It's really quite a bother. Fascinating story. Mr. Golden, talk. My love. Hey. And she glitters off. So, Lady Boyer, where do you stand against those allegations? As I said before, gossiping, it's so unseemly. And, and some of the uh, the people that we keep company with, it's... Um, so you're admitting there's think, an issue, right? No. I, truthfully, I think the more interesting story here is the obvious ruse that the Montague family is carrying on about with these pineapples. Our local experts say it's not even possible. Do you think that there's a conspiracy going on? I think Lord Montague's just playing a trick of sorts on us. It must be that. And the gardener is in on it. Yes. Or so it seems. How um, is Lord Montague? Is he free now? Or uh, If you uh, look around the crowd for him, he won't be hard to find. You know, it's again, it's about 60 people and, and servants and, you know, it's open. So there's just sort of loose clusters. Oh uh, yeah, he's talking to a uh, a couple of other gentlemen. Uh, one of them smoking a cigar. He's not far off. I suppose um, I'll get in line then. Very good. Uh, how are our uh, green thumbs doing now that they've been rebuffed? I'm starting to move into the crowd. Just see who's here. Well, if we have to wait, might as well have some champagne. And uh, are there like canopies or exactly yeah they're in addition to the um into the addition to the open bottles of champagne and the circling staff there are some dessert cakes in on little silver trays on some of the tables oh yeah um, napkins mm. um you know patrick uh i'm i think that uh if if he hasn't tasted one of these things he might be in for a nasty surprise sometimes they can be bitter or uh, extremely sour that's that's kind of why i asked about the failures is anytime you're experimenting you always have something that goes wrong no matter how hard you try and, i mean most of our most most common fruits are the results of uh, genetic accidents you know yes. uh, you you plant a thousand trees and one of them produces an extraordinary fruit and then you graft and uh and to multiply that one tree until it's the entire orchard um, yeah i'm thinking i'm not i'm gonna wait on other people to eat this pineapple before i do yeah let's at least to taste it see if it's sweet i want to see the uh i think i'll be almost as satisfied if i see people suddenly curl up their noses in horror when they taste it. <laughs> um, 
Percy, uh, you've sort of, you know, in, in Lady Montague's wake, you've been left standing slightly awkwardly with Lady Bowyer, who's uh, generally not looking your way. Uh-huh. Uh, Mr. Lee has is, is hurried off to be a journalist. You get a, a slight bump from behind, uh, and you turn, and there's a a, a fresh-faced, rosy-cheeked 16-year-old there, the uh, Montague daughter, uh, and she sort of looks at you slyly and says, uh, I don't think you've ever been invited to a party here before, have you, sir? Oh, you must excuse me now. This would be my first. And you must be, of course, young Deborah. Oh, you know my name already. You've been paying attention. Isn't that sweet? I try to move in circles. I'm, I appreciate your compliments. And how do you find the party this evening? Well, like everything we do here, it's dreadfully tedious, dreadfully tedious. But soon this pineapple business will be over with and we can do something else for change around here. Pay attention to something else other than daddy's special f- tropical fruit nonsense. Oh, it's all so I take it boring. you're not uh, I take it you're not a fan of your father's endeavors. Who cares about fruits? Who cares about tropical fruits? I want to go down to the city and have a life and have an adventure and go to shows. You look like you go to lots of shows. I'm in shows. I wish there were more people there. You're in shows. Oh, is that the case? That's uh, uh, That explains that fine profile. I see. <clears throat> you do me too, s- too kind. I suppose if you're in theater, that means you don't have any money at all. <laughs> the moths do exit my pocket. Well, that's a pity. Mummy says the family has no money left after all Daddy's adventures, and I, I need to sell something. I need some money of my own Is so I can go down right? to the city. Do tell what uh, what would be the cause of that uh, financial disruption? Are you aware? And I try and look for uh, Paul like over the crowd to see if I can like I have a scoop for this guy. <laughs> Paul, why don't you? Uh... Roll spot hidden to see if um, you notice that you're being sought. Oh. No. Oh, for him. Is this all within earshot of me? Uh, yeah, you, unless you fled. You know, if you accepted a champagne and didn't run away from Golden, <laughs> then you're right there. I do not notice. My eyes are on the prize. So it so it goes. Um, so. Uh, Penelope, have you? Are you going to butt in, or are you just going to eavesdrop on this little? Oh, no, I'm just eavesdropping. I'm just, I'm taking it all in. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Percy's question was about where the money went. Well, of course, when you know, Daddy's traveling here and there, and you know, Jenkins has to have ten assistants in the garden, and it's also very much a waste of time. Daddy's I, obsessed. I would say ten does seem like an extreme number of. Uh, garden hands. I wonder why uh, he requires so much help. Well, they're the orchards too, and it's not just the pinery, but all of it's such a bother. We could be having such fun. We should be having nice clothes and go to the city. Uh, if I do make it to the city, I suppose I'll have to come and see one of your dreadful shows. I would make it less dreadful. Well, if you find anybody who's got deeper pockets, tell them that I have fascinating stories to tell. Well, it would be my pleasure. Scurries off to to grab another champagne. 
unless you stop her somehow. No, I feel like that's probably a little out of my place. Potentially even dangerous. My goodness, what a chance running. Did you hear that, uh, my lady? Oh, that's uh, a, a terrible shame. It seems as if Lord Montague has uh, become rather obsessed with this new project of his. And to seems. just drive his family out of their riches, that's... Seems an odd number of coincidences at once, doesn't it? It does. Have you done much traveling, Mr. Golden? Through the city only. Ah, I was going to say, if I was going to ask if you were familiar with any strange tropical diseases. Uh, not, not so much, other than what we would learn in primary. Mm. I do find that uh, it's a, a little outside of my purview. Well... Hopefully his health starts to improve soon. Lord knows you should stay away from that duck if he wants it, though. Perhaps we should try and see what our friend Paul is discerning from him. If we can get close enough, perhaps we can get an earful. Even, you know, in the nature of things, talking about somebody you sort of looked over in his direction, and indeed Paul's made his way, uh, you know, up the ranks to Lord Montague himself. Um, and Paul will see more distinctly what you see at a distance, which is what you already saw, and there's certainly no role required. Uh, Lord Montague, man in his maybe middle 50s, good 10 or a dozen years older than his wife, not unusually. Um, you'll, uh, Paul and Percy will probably only have known him photographs. Lady Boyer will have seen him in person a number of times. Uh, he um, is not look well. Uh, he is uh, pale and wan, and his cheeks are a bit sunken, and his uh, eyes are uh, sunk and, and, and dark. Um, and he's, he's, you know, he's not using that cane in a sort of jaunty, I'm a gentleman way, although it's a nice cane, um, with, of course, a pineapple top. Uh, but he's, he's leaning on it. He's leaning on it. Um, you know, and he's been you know, dressed and brushed and polished and maybe rouged a little bit, but, uh, and his eyes are bright, but they're sort of manic bright. He does not, he does not seem a healthy fellow. The the pineapple has always been a part of their family sigil, crest, whatever. Uh, the the uh, family is from the 15th or 16th century, but they uh, did get into uh, other world, new world fruits back in the 18th century. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been in the coat of arms for some time. And um, again, he doesn't, they're not farmers. They have horticultural mm -hmm. interests. He probably owns a dozen orchards um, of, you know, common fruit. Uh, and, you know, and he also has an income from the estate, but uh, it's been in a special interest. And again, it's, a, it's you know, they, uh, 50 years ago, they were extremely valuable fruits because they, you know, they were exotic. They were hard to grow, um, and now they, you know, they come over on boats, and they're much less, much less English. And there, and you know, there's no, there hasn't been any reason to be in the business. But if he can make it work, then it might be a tidy, you know, side sum. Uh, Lord Montague, uh, Mister Lee. Um, turns uh and says uh yes uh you're one of the journalists that were invited good to see you i see you've got a camera that's excellent we'll make sure you get in at the head of the crowd to take 
some shots of the greenery before it's all disturbed by all these eager little trowel bearers. Well, I'd like to say first that it's an honor to be in your esteemed presence, Lord Montague. I'm Paul Lee of the Daily Herald. Do you mind if I get a picture of you? Oh, uh, why don't we do that formally inside next to uh, one of the prizes? I think right. the lighting might favor me. And, oh, you know, um, I I think, you know, some publicity is in order under the circumstances, but it's not as though I generally mingle with the press. Nothing personal, of course. Of course. But would you be kind enough to answer some questions? I'd love to know more about your travels. We uh, yes, within reason. Some of... Uh, some of the things you might be curious about will be um, will be uh, you know, trade secrets, at least for a spell, before the business expands. Uh, but yeah, ask away. Well, where did you curiosity. travel? Uh, primary, uh, the the uh, primary purpose of my journey was to find uh, new specimens and seek uh, wildly occurring hybrids and opportunities for intentional hybrids among the Bromeliad family. Um, you know, the, 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 the riches of the great Amazonia are uh, little known yet at this point recognized. You know, it's um, tremendously wild and rugged and strange place. And uh, the, you know, the many uh, delicious and useful uh, plant and animal species there are still largely undiscovered by the white man. Uh, you know, we have we have rubber and we have uh, chocolate, and um, for every grapefruit that the world did not, the civilized world did not know about just a hundred years ago, there are probably a, a dozen others out there. Mm. Uh, so I made some in, in explorations of my own, and for all these. Uh fruits that you've grown, you must need to have the most trustworthy of staff. Where'd you end up meeting your head gardener? Uh, Jenkins, oh, was it? It is Jenkins, yes. Uh, Jenkins, the Jenkins has been with the Montagues for uh, at least three generations. My grandfather, I know, had a Jenkins. Um, you know, they're, um, they're people of the earth. Uh, you know, the expression green thumb doesn't begin to, to describe it. He's a, it's a rooted family. It's a family of the soil. Uh, very, um, very um, entwined with nature, his Jenkins. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the history of this particular land going back, you know, eons upon eons. So, yes, I didn't have to seek a Jenkins. I wouldn't have been able to find or afford a Jenkins if he hadn't come, as it were, with the family. Mm. Now, did the, the, the Jenkins come with you on your travels to take a look at these? No, no, Jenkins managed things here. He's, um, he's a traditional sort of fellow. You know, he's interested. I mean, I've, of course, discovered anthropophysy and uh, the works of uh, Rudolf Steiner, and um, in a way, these uh, new sciences uh, relate to his uh, old family wisdom. And in another way, it takes a, a keen and modern mind to appreciate them. So I was, uh, I, I was introduced to a number of natives who took me inland upon various rivers. And uh, with uh, my own experience and, and you know, some uh, horticultural guides, was, I knew that I was looking for uh, a way to revitalize this uh, this grand fruit, this most uh, nutritious, sustaining foodstuff. 
in our own English soil. Wow. I can't wait to, to see the fruits of your labor. I'll leave you to it. Very good, Mr. Lee. Uh, and again, I'll, I'll make sure you have a chance to use your uh, photographic device before all the soil's disturbed. Thank you. Cheers. And enjoy the champagne. And as he turns, you know, he, he beckons to one of the champagne-bearing people, um, and uh, she summons somebody else, uh, and they help him toward the manor house. He's going to have a little bit of a lie-down before the main event, it seems. Boy, they really want us to drink that champagne. So like any other party? Suppose so. Have you been to a lot of these? I sneak in a few, yes. No, I wouldn't say a lot, but um, occasionally. Usually I'm playing and watching everyone else have fun. Let's see if uh, Mr. Haversmith and Mr. Doherty have found anything out. I think that's Shall keen. We? You might be interested to know, Paul, that uh, I was informed by Deborah that the uh, Lord has recently run out of money. That's scandalous. Do you have any uh, evidence to back up those claims? No, but if you have more money than I, she might be willing to talk to you, according to her. I'll empty out my pocket <laughs> with nothing. I have the same problem. I agree. Gentlemen, we'll how are that. you getting along? Mingling oh, with just the crowd, are you? Enjoying the party. It is quite curious that Lord Montague comes back and is now suffering from this uh, terrible wasting disease. Oh, well, the tropics have all sorts of horrifying diseases. Um, malaria right. being one of the biggest ones. Did um, you know that uh, his head gardener, has, his family has always been assisting Lord the Montagues? Well, these sort of lords and ladies have, you know, Basically, the poor man and his father and his father's father have all been working for the same family. Um, they get quite they get quite attached to their gardens. I mean, as far as their Lord Lord Montague probably doesn't come out and shovel dirt. Um, he just commands that it be shoveled and it gets shoveled. Um, but. I Any mean, luck he, on getting into the pinery? No, no. They're not going to let us in until this. You know, hopefully they'll let you in early to take photographs. Um, yes. And, I talked to Lord Montague, and he said I'd be one of the first. Oh, that's good. It's uh, it's quite an endeavor. We were uh, Patrick and I were talking about the possibility that the whole thing could go, you know, up up the tubes. It's... Uh, you could, we could taste this pineapple and it could be bitter or sour or... They must have some know. kind of guarantee. Well, Otherwise, that's like social there's, suicide. There's, there's no guarantee. I mean, the, the gardener said this is the first crop. Yeah. So it's it's really... Uh, I mean, unless maybe he tasted something in South America and was really impressed. But he's still quite bold. If you if you find yes you, you might not under, you might not get it in in our our field but bot botanical especially food you can find something that's growing in a jungle somewhere and within five years you could be uh, 
multimillionaire having you know an exclusive crop of something that everybody suddenly wants. Imagine chocolate, mm-hmm. you know, or coffee. and or dying of a wasting disease. Well, that may happen anyway. That's money doesn't cure illnesses, um, and it could be parasitic. You you could go down South America and just drink the water and get you know amoebic dysentery or or something. Hopefully, he has enough money to pay uh, some good doctors. To, he has uh, no money, or so his daughter says. Hmm. Well, and I look around and I'm like, he has some money. I imagine when a lord and a lady say they have no money, it means, you know, they're down to their last million. I assume it means all of his debts have been called in and he's got nothing left. Well, if this, he might be desperate. This might be a last end. But if he pulls this off, he'll be a mil- he'll be multimillionaire. I once had a man approach me with a, a species of fescue, which was, uh, it's kind of grass. And, uh, it was unusual in that it, it was dark green, but it had silver edges. And uh, the man only had one square inch, or I guess we would, I don't know if we're saying centimeters. And he'd have, you know, two square centimeters. And uh, I was like, you know, what's that? And he said, it's the most valuable thing in my collection. Let's imagine all of the lawns of England with metallic silvery grass. Um I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he ever became anything, but he might have something here. I just want to taste it. (laughs) Mm, After everyone else does. And we all have that sort of perverse feeling that uh, we kind of want to see it fail. (laughs) Might not be the prevailing attitude, but there's something circling. Um, would uh, you all please uh, attempt spot hidden and see if anyone will ever see anything? I got uh, 13. Eight. I failed. There we go. 94. I passed that. Okay, the green thumbs have it, and that makes a little bit of sense. Um, you're, you know, you're you're chitter-chatting and you're looking about, you're gossiping after all. You want to make sure that whoever you're talking about isn't over your shoulder. Um, and uh, you uh, you notice uh, it, it catches your eye because somebody's running, and it's a it's one of the liveried house staff, and they uh, you know they're they're coming away from the manse, and they go past the pinery uh, to another outbuilding, and they rap on the door. It's a smallish, roughly L shaped building um, down the lawn from the from the greenhouse, uh, and uh, Jenkins, the gardener, answers the door. And they have a little conversation, and then Jenkins and the serpent walk swiftly back toward the manor uh, together. Um, and the little building, you know, which you hadn't particularly noticed, because it's much less striking than the pinery, it has a couple of barrels outside of it. It's got a you know small uh, you know wood um, shingled roof. Uh, there's some there's some gardening equipment about its place. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Jenkins has been summoned. What do you suppose is going on there? Not necessarily sure. I mean, I saw Lord Montague go to the, the manor house. Do you think so? 
I hope he's all right. Yeah. Um, maybe we should take the opportunity and go over to the uh, uh, the uh, Jenkins little hovel there and just guests wandering about, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're wandering. So the green thumbs are going to slip off toward Jenkins' shed? Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine Mr. Lee's going to let them get away with that solo. Yeah, if I notice, I'll stop them like pray. He must, well, you're welcome to join us. He must have, perhaps your journalistic uh, uh, sensibility will be will come in handy. He's got to have some secrets here. And I'm very curious to find out what they are. I agree. I smell a scoop. Well, it might be something you might have to keep under your hat, but if we can, if we can, uh, you know, get to it first, there might be a lot of money involved. Was one of the doors left open in this pinery, or is it still locked up? Uh, the the they weren't in the pinery; they were in oh. a in a, a smaller yeah. out. So they're occupied. Side. We just need to open the door. Yeah, but I, I'm perhaps. hoping that he didn't. It didn't look like he turned to lock the door. So he rather hurried off. I think it's his home. I lead the way, then. Excellent. Yeah, Lady Boyer, Mister Golden. Yes, I suppose I'll go along. Yeah, I'll follow the lady. Looking very casual, the five of you. I mean, there were people circling the pinery, of course, you know, out of curiosity. There are people wandering yeah. about. So if you don't uh, if you don't jog, no one's going to pay any particular attention. So Mr. Golden, um, are you a singer, dancer, uh, actor, piano player? I'm a musician. Yeah, I play a little bit of this, a little that, mostly piano here and there, do a little dueling in a few of the bars. Piano forte. Do you uh, play classical? Uh, mostly ragtime. Seems to be uh, the fancy fare of the day. Anyways, let's see what's in the... Uh... <laughs> Immoral uh, music. So you turn around the, um, make a circuit around the pinery, and uh, and as you you know you recognize that it's a it's an old building, um, you know maybe one hundred and fifty years old. Mm-hmm. Again, the the wood uh, roof and um, there's actually uh, you didn't see it at a distance from the lawn, but there's a, a horse um, tied to the, a, a corner of it who's just cropping grass. Um, in addition to uh, shovels and 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 poles and spades and things lean against the outside. There's uh, there are a couple of uh, wooden racks of pots of various sizes on the outside. Uh, who's going to try the door? I'll do it. I think I'll stay outside and I'll, give I'll knock first. Just for all I know, he's married and. Um, and if there's no answer after a couple of seconds, I'll open the door. Hello. It doesn't look like a residence. It doesn't have a chimney. It's like okay. it's a shed. Um, okay. But it's safe. It's a good idea to knock. He has yeah. assistance. Uh, there's no answer. Um, 
and the latch is uh, open. I'll I'll open it up and I'll I will say inside hello, just in case somebody didn't hear me knock. Uh, yep, it's it's quiet. Um, right. it's pungent. Fertilizer. Uh, at least, yeah. Yeah. Do I recognize the smell? Is it uh, animal, or does there it is, smell? There, it is. It is kind of. You probably would recognize notes of it in if they could be distinguished, but the combination is just a lot. Yeah. Um. It, there's there's definitely manure. There's definitely something else animal. There's definitely lots of green smells. It's just very stinky in there. Hmm. Um, Herbaceous manure. Yes. Uh. And uh. Compost. Yeah. You um. Why don't the why don't everybody present uh can roll for either a, a hard education or if you have a skill like botany or something. Not exactly uh, the but, same role as last time, 37. <laughs> yeah. Would uh would farming qualify for me? Wow, I got it. Uh it I if you're if you're very modern, sure. Uh, if that's better, the the point. Both uh, Lord Montague mentioned anthropophysy to Mister Lee, and uh, Jenkins mentioned biodynamics to uh, you. They're related. Um, you know, there's this Austrian avant-garde type who has these new notions about hyper-traditional spiritual farming and living and new ways of doing things moon and planting and things like that moon planting and things like that uh and this the funk that comes out of the potting shed sort of makes sense in that context like there's some biological doings in there so you go in uh those of you who go in lady penelope's Stay outside. On, on lookout. Yes. Yeah. You you would the not like. Me away. You would not like that your garments to pick up that aroma. It's Absolutely. true. Um. So I'm going to uh, share a little uh, diagram of the inside of the potting shed. I think those are actually Montague's notes written on it at some point in red. And are we coming in at the uh, coffee stain? <laughs> or over by the three or the five? You'd be, you're, you're entering at the, you're coming from the east. So you're entering at the si sort of side door by bench three. Okay. The point is that it's you know it's a it's an active potting shed. It's full of stuff. Sure. Um, and you know you'll you'll look around and there are you know there are built-in wooden benches. There are barrels under them. There are some things leaning up and stacked. Uh, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Yeah. If there, if I can find the source of this compost, um, I want a sample. Okay. I mean, I didn't bring sample bags or anything, but I probably can find a can or something around the 
Uh-huh. Around so, potting shed. A general inspection of the place will show you uh there are again there are the built-in wooden shelves they're they're at a height to work standing up mm -hmm. um there are things under them and things and there's a couple stools uh there's a there's a, a a shotgun in here there are papers and notes and scraps and things tacked up on the walls here and there uh the windows all have um shutters that are open um and it's getting to no, mid-afternoon and the light's pleasant uh there are uh several drums of that are that are hand labeled in the same handwriting as is on that note so it's montague's hand you presume mm -hmm. and it's basically uh like fertilizer a fertilizer b and and, and like parts 100 parts one slash hundred uh and they even even when they're stoppered they're you know they're, they're part of the funk there's also a couple of uh cow heads that were uh you know there's there's the the stove in one of those nooks four or five there's a pot that's got like a couple of cow skulls okay. and like a, a handful of cow horns that are separate that are you know and and there's a an in the there's a pot that has a skull that still has flesh on it so that's rank uh it hasn't been sitting here it's not you know decay rank it's it's like it's funk rank yeah yeah it's it's cold head stew rank um uh the uh there's a there are also some shelves that have jars and sachets some of which are labeled and some of which aren't there's definitely a jar of valerian there's a jar of uh nettle uh there are sacks that that are herbal um you know there's shears there's it's you know there's a hod hodgepodge of, of stuff in here but it's it's uh the the drums obviously and there's some of those uh spritzer cans too that sure. that are a little stained um clearly like one of the things that montague brought back was this special liquid fertilizer in addition to whatever hybrid or seed or whatever i was hoping um, that it was solid fertilizer i don't have anything i can carry a liquid around in. i'd love to get a picture of this Please, the, yeah. The uh, barrels and the cow horns. It's an unusual addition to uh, compost. Usually you don't want to add meat because it attracts vermin. You end up with rats. and. Yeah, I haven't seen any vermin. Well, I'll take that when we, we, we leave the room, they might be crawling with vermin. Uh, do you are you going to take photographs with Eddie? Are you going to ask people to move out of the way so that yes. you can take photographs? Yeah. Um, would you, those of you inside the shed like to roll spot hidden? And is there anything other than the fertilizer you'd like to try to find or focus? Well, maybe maybe notes on chemical processes. I don't know if he's sophisticated enough to understand the biology of what he's doing, but. Spot hidden. It's my spot hidden. I keep forgetting. Forty. 
I'm going to spend 18 points. I got an extreme. Nice. To at least, to at least. Well, if he's going to share it with me, then I won't. <laughs> I will. You, you, you know, he's good. He might, he might gasp a little bit. So instead of, you know, you're looking through a pile of paper, you raise all receipts about like when he sold, you know, sacks of something. Uh-huh. Uh, and meanwhile, Hyper Smith is like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so what are you looking for, Patrick? Hyper Smith? Um, I was actually looking for any sort of information about like a, like, is there a, a recipe to kind of get a better understanding about what he's putting in, what he's got, what he's putting together, what proportions, that kind of thing. Um, so there, there's a, there's a, a little sort of chat book um, that, that has basically uh, pages that uh, that are not in the same handwriting and those they're presumably Jenkins handwriting and and they and they have notes in them that are fairly cryptic because he didn't make this fertilizer. The fertilizer is something that that was brought. So what he's doing is what he's making notes of is uh, how much to dilute it and things he's added to it. And that's pretty straightforward. It's like, you know, uh, 18th phosphorus, you know, presumably he's been adding some right. phosphorus from guano. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, some things are scratched out and some things, uh, the, but there is a, a larger sheet in that chapbook that unfolds and it's clearly a calendar and it's, uh, well, it's not a calendar; it's grid. It's a it's 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 a sheet that says blood meal, which, as you know, isn't not uncommon additive. Sure. Um, and it's got dates on it going back just about a year, and they're roughly. It's not quite once a month. It's a little more frequent than once a month. So it's like Jan eight, Feb four, March two, March thirty. Are they the full moons? That's the moon planting thing. It looks like they're on that he's been adding blood meal to some either the plants or the fertilizer on the full moon, or maybe the new moon. But it seems like it's the right. And if you think about where the most recent one, yeah, it's it's a full moon. Okay, yeah, he's using that's an old fashioned superstition. I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. Don't they? They they put that into the farmer's almanac even today. For people who follow that tradition, yeah, but I don't see. No... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just to say I don't see anything really out of the ordinary or unusual in here. It's a stinky compost that he's obviously he's stumbled upon some very good fertilizer. Yeah, and there's nothing that indicates what this special fertilizer is. Is it bone? There's. Yep. There's a, there's a note that's uh, to the effect of um, with uh, with Lord Montague's uh, mixture and the old ways, it will make it work. Something to that effect. There's also a a, a note. Uh, on the inside cover of the little chapbook at the back, 
that says 14 or 15 times, I still hear it scream. I still hear it scream. I still hear it scream. Um, Paul, you're backing up to, to get a photograph of one of the quarters of funky herbal looking stuff with the slanting light come in. And you you back into a barrel and it it rattles and you turn around and it, there's a canvas sack over this barrel and you've loosened it. And as you are pulling it back to where it was, you peer inside, I assume. Yes, of course. Uh, this barrel has a bunch of, it has, uh, it has some, some, uh, natural rubber tubing. It has, um, it's, uh, it has empty, uh, glass milk bottles that rattled when you bumped it. Uh, it has a couple of like, you know, not personal but larger like agricultural mm -hmm. or syringes and some you know all of it is stained uh with a dark dark brown residue oh. he's pumping this into something or pumping is it he out. injecting the plants with the syringes no, but Mo, I, I would assume he would like maybe push it under the soil with that. Um, they're not needle syringes. They're right. more like you know, they're like tubes with smaller tubes at the bottom, and but it doesn't. It's it's not the fertilizer. Does it smell? What does it smell like? Besides, it doesn't it smell like fertilizer. It smells irony, like blood. Okay, yeah. Well, you know that um, it's the sheep blood, right? Well, the idea of you know using everything—you've got a farmer who's you know, he, he wants the meat of the cow, but the blood's got to go somewhere, and that's where they get blood meal from. They simply dry it out. In this case, he's using liquid blood. Nothing really seems—it's a little bit difficult to transport, I would think. I'll look at my pocket watch. How much time before they open up the pinery? Uh, it's, it's it's been about thirty five minutes, so it's about twenty five more. We should right. probably get out of here. Um, yeah, I'll take the picture and skedaddle. Yeah, I don't think there's anything here. Let's find out if everything is okay with oh. Lord uh, Montague. Sorry, there's an important item that that we hadn't discussed. Uh, oh. There's there is under a sheet, not at any of these benches or tables there's a there's a sheet covering something which i assume you would want to peek on looks like a piece of equipment yeah sure that might be the secret it looks like a pineapple bush wait it's another terracotta pot like the ones in the pinery but it's out here in the pottering shed it's green leaves you know it's a little little canopy was what was under the sheet Oh, get a picture of this. I this will. Is, this might Just be uh, our, uncover uh, it. I'll line up the shot. Yeah, I'll uh, uncover it. I'm going to take a look at it, too, once you've taken the photograph. Yeah, does it look healthy? Does it look... It's, uh, it's distinct from the ones in the pinery, from what you could tell from outside. 
in one distinct way. Like them, it has broad, pointy leaves with a single central divot and sort of sharp at the edges. Um, it's a you know a green crown that unfolds. The soil in this pot has been allowed to dry out. And the plant in it is at an angle as if it had been dug at and then abandoned here. So given Haver Smith and Doherty's question about whether there had been any tests, it looks like there was a test and it's been moved to the potting shed and covered with a sheet. Hmm. Well, now you can uh, now you can have the taste test you always wanted. I don't see any fruit, do we? Uh, there's no spike on. There's no, um, you know, green stalk with a fruit on it as there mm. would be in a normal pineapple. Can I dig in the dirt a little bit? You bet. See if there's a stolen. You can uh, snaggle that. <laughs> um, are you? Did you take one of the trowels from the baskets? Uh, I did have yeah. one. Yeah, I, I took sure. one with me. Sure, I'll. I mean, there's other tools in here if you didn't, but if you have if you have one of the handy tools, um, so you dig around. The soil is quite friable because it's been allowed to dry out a bit. Um, you can feel the under the soil, the tip of the trowel hit a, a body that could be a thick rootstock, or it could be an underground pineapple, or it could be a weird potato, as Doherty mentioned. Um, the plant wiggles slightly as you as you prod it. Are you going to try to pry it up? Maybe give Doherty a taste. Um, yeah, Doherty, do you want me to pop this thing loose? I don't want to leave any evidence that we've been in here, but um, do you see any uh, any runners that are coming out from the central stock? We could. Uh, Snap one of those off and try if to this grow them produced, If this had produced runners, they've already been trimmed. Um, it's just one green um, spiky plume. Okay. But we don't see any fruit. Um, if there's any fruit, it's underground. How big is the pot? Oh, it's they're all the pots inside. They're, you know, they're two three feet, feet across, in diameter or okay. so. Yeah. Two two plus, yeah. They're substantial. Well, let's not pull it up, but I you know, dig around the roots and see what the structure is, if it's unusual or maybe there's a maybe there's like a, a small bucket in here and I can kind of scoop a little bit of dirt out mm -hmm. just enough so that we can get a visual on the the base of this plant. Yeah, um, you can take a you can take a regular clay pot this big around or so. Put your finger over the bottom so it you know it doesn't just fall through, and start scooping the earth out. And you're you know you're being gentle. You want to replace what you've done. Yeah. Um, and you you start to pull away, and you know you see the bottom of the green leaves, and then you see the top of a pineapple. It's dusty uh -huh. with the soil. You know, you've got the 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 tiny fluorescent, you know, the little the little flower 
parts that are, mm-hmm. and you get, you know, you sort of, there's kind of a layer and a layer. And one of the little flower parts, one of the little fruit bodies opens up and it's, it's, it's an eye. It's like an eye. It's kind of green, um, slitted, and it sort of darts around very violently. And then a couple of, from the lower leaves, there are a couple of tendrils that furl out and the thing starts shrieking. <laughs> This cry, some of the other fruit bodies near the eye open up into little holes and they howl with independent piping voices like banshees. And it's awful. Uh, Sanity checks for all, please. Mm. That's a failure. We're okay. Ooh, oh four. First pass, have passed but, yet. Wow. <laughs> nice bury, it, bury it back. Bury it back. Okay, so I found a scoop. I'll take a picture. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, so uh, success is one. Failure is 1d6. Oof. Ooh. Uh, four. It, it would only have been 1d3 for Penelope outside, but four. Okay. So you are deeply jarred, Percy. Mm-hmm, not happy. Uh, and the rest of you, I think, took one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, was it Doherty who said cover it up, or was it Paul? Uh, yeah, I said cover it up. Yeah. And yeah, we're it's, putting the dirt back. As you, as you, yeah, you toss the, the, the pot you had of soil over it, and you, and it's, you, it's muffled, but it's still horrible. It's, it's keening and weird. It's, and then, like, it's muffled, still going, and then it, and then it falls silent. And the little tendrils, like, sort of, relax into the we, soil, and you can cover them up. We need to get the hell out of here. What on earth was that noise? <laughs> what's wrong? What's, what's wrong with you, Mister Golden? What's wrong with him? Wrong what with was him? that? What was that? I've never seen anything like that. Well, let's let's get out of here. That noise is probably going to draw some attention. I can see the, the headline. It's got the, the other door on the other side, so that people Montague's monstrous pineapples. What happens if everybody starts pulling those out of the ground? I think uh, when you what's, go, what's he done? What's he done? On the other side, the horse is is like rolling its eyes and it's stamping its hind legs. Obviously upset. It it might be slavering a little bit. The uh, the, What's happened? What is it? There are a couple of people on the green on the other side of the house that are sort of looking in your direction, but nobody seems to have exactly right. Hatched. Well, let's, like I say, let's go out the, the other door so that it does, you know, and walk around so that it doesn't look like we're coming out of the shed. Um, I mean, there's, there's legends. Um, the Mandrake route supposedly looks like a little human when you pull it up but uh the screaming oh it's not a pineapple montague has created like new life unseen i'm not so sure there's a lot of things in that jungle south america that nobody's ever seen what what is his purpose of bringing us here then today to dig up these monstrosities? If if the people in the greenhouse open pull those things out of the pots, everybody's going to lose their fucking minds. Excuse my language. Language. 
terrible. What do, what do we do? What do we do? I'm, I'm Irish. It's my your feckin' mind. Um, I don't know. It has eyes. Ooh. I don't think these are plants at all. And little tendrils. No, like, I don't think like people would be comfortable eating these at all. I think these things might turn around and eat them. Yeah. What a honestly, what a fascinating concept. What if this is some sort of carnivorous plant and it stuns the animals that try to dig at it by screeching? I've never heard of anything like that. But are are we sure that's what's in the pinery though? I it looked like the plants that are in there. I'd say we should all hang back when people start digging these things up and plug your ears. I don't ears. want to be in there. That's horrible. I don't want to be in there. Maybe I'll just I'll have my camera ready. Can we leave? Is that a thing? <laughs> just thank guess. our gracious host and uh, say, you know, not feeling so well. Well, I'm Wait out, curious. I, I think this might be the surprise. A new, a new form of carnivorous plant. I think, like you, Mr. Doherty, I'll stay behind. I'll stay back, rather. Yeah, I'll stay near the door. Well, they want you to go in first to get photographs. I think you should put some cotton in your ears, Mr. Lee. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Do you think the servants, they're all in on it? I don't see how. If they knew... Wouldn't it have leaked? I mean, somebody would have said something. You said that was like an experimentation. If that's the failure, then what's the success look like? Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, maybe that's what irritated Jenkins when I asked about failures. Gosh, I'm oh sure I'd like to understand what's going on here. Maybe if you can, you just be frank with Jenkins then. Maybe just ask him. Let's see how this plays out. I, uh, We have an advantage. We know what's coming. So when you um, skirt out the back double doors and make like a, a gentle arc away from the house so as not to sneak out red-faced and be stared at from where that awful sound came from, um, you know, the party's going on. The staff is circulating with champagne, their their canapes. Um uh Jenkins is back from the manor. Uh he's uh about 20 feet on the other side of the pinery, talking with his staff. Um still no sign of Lord Montague, but presumably he's, you know, going to be wheeled out or, you know, brought out in time for the great event. Uh Lady Montague and the kids are still amongst the crowd. Um, you know, it's a little merrier than it was 40 minutes ago. People are a little flushed. This is not a cheap event. What What was they the text that the we stops. read? The text that we read about it keeps screaming and screaming. Was that in the notes that we found? That was that was in the in the back of uh, Jenkins' little chapbook. So this isn't something they've invented. This is something that they've 
Now, if they could only get them to sing as well as uh, Percy can. <laughs> it's, a, it's a skill you learn over time. Well, I'm staying to watch. This is the scoop of a lifetime. Yeah. I want one. It was horrible. How, how could you want one of those things? There's a lot of things in the world that are quite horrible. There's a uh... There's an orchid in the Fulcato family that smells incredibly horrible, but it's a very interesting and beautiful looking flower. You don't I, I'm think sure those that... things are what gave Lord Montague this horrible wasting disease that he's suffering from? Well, I think they might have driven poor Jenkins crazy. It almost drove me mad. <laughs> You'll be okay, Mr. Golden. God, I hope so. Have some more champagne. Strengthens the constitution. <laughs> it's going to be quite a fun surprise to see everybody's uh, everybody's the look on everybody's face when those things start to shriek. I can't um, imagine though. Wait, how many? By our estimate, how many of those plants are there? Oh, um, I'd the, say a hundred. It's it's closer to two hundred. You know, can you imagine? Well 200 of those things screeching at once there's one for each of the guests and there's also some to take out and perhaps for a future sale and also for propagation so yeah about two i'd say get ready to plug your ears my dear and there's nothing we can plug our ears with here that i can imagine we have these or right, but then we can't photographs. manipulate our hands. Yeah, I mean, I think the most effective earplug in 1926 is a heavy muff and a plug of wax on the inside. Not gonna, you know, not gonna protect you from an airplane engine. Mm -hmm. um, the. Uh, the uh, staff is sort of is sort of beginning to corral people a little bit toward the pinery. Uh, anybody who hasn't received a trowel uh, is is being offered one. Um, Jenkins is uh, his pipe is puffing away like a a veritable steam train, and he's pacing back and forth in anticipation, tense anticipation. Uh, Lady Montague hurries into the house, presumably to fetch your husband. All right. I'm going to get, you know, within 50 feet or so of the front door that we're all going to be going through. I think I'm going to hang back a good deal. That noise was disturbing. Yeah, I'm going to hang back as well. I have some hard candies in a bag. I'm actually going to try and ease some of my tension by uh, enjoying a hard candy. I offer one to Lady Boyer. If anybody you know, you. kind of pushes me towards it, I'll I'll be, uh, oh, my dears, I dig up plants all day, every day. I let some of the newbies go and <laughs> dig up the plants. Yeah, I'll let all the other journalists go first. I'm mainly looking for a shot of the whole picture of the people digging up the plants. I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
stand outside the building and take a knee and look like I'm tying my shoe. It's old wax shoelaces, they loosen up in no time. Um, you, uh, the, the, the map of the pinery that you saw earlier, Mm -hmm. There was a, a copy of that in the potting shed, as well as that little blueprint of the potting shed. Um, so those are the locations you understand best. Um, you were arranged at varying distances from the pinery as mm -hmm. the moment, as we build toward the moment. Yeah. It sounds I'm like, fairly good, fairly close. It sounds like, yeah, Penelope's trying Penelope's going to send any staff off with a discourteous <laughs> wave getting uh, my hands dirty is beneath me darling no thank you Paul you're you're trying to arrange for a shot through the glass that will capture something yeah this um, uh monumental moment and the at about 10 of uh Jenkins unlocks the double doors and the locals start streaming in with their little souvenir trowels in hand. Shortly thereafter, uh, Lady Montague helps Lord Montague out of the house and toward the pinery. And he's fortified with something. I mean, he doesn't look well, but mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's had a brandy or something and and he is very excited about this moment so he's uh he's trying to use the cane more casually and and stride a little bit but it, there's a falter in it um some people are sort of clustered like but the some of the undergardeners are directing them toward a, a pot so as to space themselves out around the pinery fairly evenly. I am trying to get as good of a look as I possibly can yeah. where I am, because I am I'm, terribly curious at the same time. I'm, I'm near the door so that I can see the people inside. But I, I kind of want to make sure that I have a direction of 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 getting away if the sound goes right through my fingers the second i hear the sound i'm plugging my ears um okay uh the older son is sort of ushered in to be next to Lady and Lord Montague. And he he's wearing a dark suit. He's kind of somber-faced fellow, and he accepts the trowel sort of wearily. Uh, little Deborah is looks like she's in danger of rolling her eyes out of her skull. <laughs> um, but they, of course, are arrayed at, you know, one end of the plot so as to be, you know, suitably photographable and and on the scene. Uh, and as it approaches, it's actually um, the, the the 23rd of September is the autumnal equinox. 
and Lord Montague was waiting for the exact center of the day, which is 326. And so as it as it approaches, he's got his stopwatch in hand or his pocket watch in hand. And he's got white gloves on, which is great for digging. Mm-hmm. And um, as a, as the moment comes up, he he raises a finger, and then says, "Now," and the giddy, substantially intoxicated crowd of the fifty odd people that aren't you start poking their trowels in and grasping little green, you know, the bulks of the green bulky tops, and the. Then the screams begin, and and they multiply with enormous intensity and rapidity, and uh, it you, you almost immediately some of the participants have strokes or aneurysms. Uh, the sound inside the binary as 10, 20, 60 of these things begin shrieking and they're pulled out of the ground and, you know, they're not readily reburied because somebody's yanked one up with a smile and then it goes, ah! and green tendrils will wrap around a wrist or reach out and poke at a face and the little mouths yeah. open and shriek and shriek and shriek. Um, so sand rolls, please. Even though you're outside, it's, I mean, it's reverberating in there. Got a six. I'm okay. <laughs> I will spin the luck if I'm allowed. Not on a sand roll. Yeah. Okay, then I fail. Yeah, I failed. So yeah, we're doing one, one D- we're doing one and one d six again. We're also going to do con rolls just to stay conscious. I rolled a six. I rolled a five. You're on board to I watch. The Is there a? Does hard do anything? No, for All the right. con. Yeah, you're I just pass. you're just in command of yourself because there some of the people inside of uh, Lady Penelope failed her con roll as well. I failed the con roll. Wow, this is horrible. Penelope collapses to the ground in a faint, at least yeah. a faint. I failed my con roll um, too. Okay, so uh, both the pretty people are out. Oh, Patrick as well. I failed so, my con roll. Jesus. Three, three of the five of you who are outside have fallen <laughs> under the manicured grass. Uh, in, inside, it's getting worse. Um, yes? I'm, I'm curious about Lord Montague. What's he doing? Lord Montague is... Uh, he's... Um, his, his his mouth is gaping open. He's He's holding... He's got one hand over his head. He can't lift the other one because he would fall over. And he's staring around open mouthed in abject terror. There's a trickle of blood running out of his nose. Um, uh, Lady Montague has fainted dead away. Uh, and what about uh, Jenkins? Jenkins is sort of uh, his face is hard to read. Um, he's not exultant. He's not exactly surprised. He's backing away into a sort of corner of the pinery, um, maybe with a trowel in his hand. And it looks as though he wants to defend himself, which isn't mad because some of the fruits have begun to attack people, especially those who have fallen unconscious. 
Um, the tendrils are wrapping around throats where they can, uh, and the little mouths are starting to 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 bite and suck <laughs> at human tissue. Um, the uh, about half of the party is down. Um, some people are running around like lunatics. Uh, some people aren't unconscious, but are just sort of retching and and holding onto their skulls. Um, there's blood spatter uh, over much of the glass of the pinery. Some people, like their eardrums, just erupted in a spray. Uh, the uh, some of the fruits that weren't dug up have begun to clamber out of their pots uh, and are lashing about with their green tendrils. Mm. Where is uh, Paul in relation to me? Uh, you guys were both fairly close to the pinery. Yeah. Um, are, so you can answer that for yourselves. Okay. I would say that Patrick is closest, so I'm going to help drag him out and away from this this madness you're gonna have to uncover your ears to do that so be it okay then i'm i'm just watching but i'm backing away um with the intent of ultimately getting in my car and driving away i would i would grab paul but i i want the pictures well the camera's around my neck so and i'm trying to help patrick so yeah, and I'm not uncovering my ears. Just I like listening to things <laughs> because I feel like it wouldn't even matter if I'm covering my ears or not anymore because it's just so much. Uh, you mute. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> yeah. You'd, you, if you had solid noise canceling modern headphones, you would yeah. still your teeth would still be grinding against each other yeah. at the sound which you can feel in your bones and your tissues but there's someone i can save so i'm going to attempt to do that some of the uh, glass is cracking uh low against the walls of the pinery as these uh hybrids uh are throwing themselves about in some sort of horrible plant animal ecstasy uh you're so so Paul and Patrick are going to back away from the carnage toward Mr. Doherty's car and flee the scene? <laughs> yes. Uh, as uh, If they catch up to me, they can get in my car and we'll drive away. Well, it's not a question. They're you know going to be unconscious. It's a question of whether the fruits catch up with you. I'm uh, sure they're busy with their main meal. I think they like it live, though. I mean, they've got enough to eat in there for an age, but um, they're not very fast. Uh, you could probably kick it one. Um, so as you move toward the gravel parking lot around the carefully trimmed hedge, the last photograph Paul snaps is of pineapples creeping on tendrils screaming maniacally as they approach the unconscious bodies of Percy Golden, Patrick Haversmith, and Lady Penelope Boyer. Oh, I didn't get him one time? Uh-oh. Were you trying to help somebody? I thought you were only yeah, helping I was Patrick. Yeah, I was trying to drag out Patrick. 
Hammer Smith. Oh, I'm sorry. They're the Patrick problem. Okay. Oh, okay. the Patrick. Yeah, no, I'm Patrick. I'm staying well away from what's coming and <laughs> running towards my car. And I'm risking my life to yeah. save one person. I okay. That's well, at least somebody made some effort. Right. <laughs> Nightmare. Um so let's see. If you are pulling, what's your size? Patrick, my Patrick? size is oh, my oh. my size. I am seventy. Oh, holy crap! My size is well, forty-five. This is quite common. <laughs> what's what's your strength, Paul? It's sixty. So let's do an opposed role for comedy's sake. Okay. Uh, for comedy's sake. His size oh versus God. my strength. Paper, paper, if you roll for, against 70, Paul Lee, you roll against 60. No, yeah, 16. Uh, 34, I'll spend three points. Uh, no, four points to make it a hard. Okay, I rolled a 65. Okay, um, so barely a success. Uh, the pineapple mandrakes... Have a move rate of eight. Uh, so there's a good chance that they're going to catch up with you dragging him. Yeah, my move rate what? is eight base. You're not going to go into. All right. So you, uh, they, they rolled poorly. So you can see them. They move horribly, of course. You know, they've got an arbitrary number of tendril limbs and they're top heavy. <laughs> so there's like this thing, you know. And and uh, as you as you like lurch away with Habersmith's unconscious body, and he starts to you know his head moves as though he's not all gone. Um, one of the uh, pineapples sort of gives up on it, and then turns toward Lady Penelope, and I rolls chose the over farmer over a lady toward her unconscious form. Well, he's and worth that, more in our society. <laughs> now that you've all got to defend, defend yourselves from these things, that is the scenario titled Scream of the Mandrake. Wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I love there were many, ones. <laughs> there were a number of mechanisms for you to try to kill them before the grand opening. Which the scenario assumed you would do, try yeah. to overheat we the pinery, callous. or I think we were all too selfish for that. Yeah, we were all callously just wanting to see what the hell. Would it was a, it was an interesting social experiment. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You all had backstories that were a little bit selfishy. Yes, but were sort of trying to incite your exploration, but they also kind of incited your. In action, yes. Yeah. And also you were curious about who was behind it, and you weren't going to find out if you stopped it necessarily. Um, but boy, you, you know, one shots the sanity bonuses aren't very meaningful, but you didn't get any sanity bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we trying to figure survived. out how to get back there and get a specimen so that I could bring it back to the botanical gardens and yeah, it's an interesting question. You would probably try to machete one of the crowns off and leave the shrieking part behind, maybe in a barrel of something so that it couldn't chase you. Um, 
Because it might propagate from the crown. Might propagate like potatoes from the eyes. Plant the eyes in the crown. <laughs> but they squirm. It's Very interesting. The soil. <laughs> Our players included Holly Buto, Alex Sun, Cody McInnes, Julian Arba, and myself with David Gasway as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.